Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Hi there. I'm Monique. Welcome to the show today. And thank you to anyone who is new to the show. I am always so excited each week to offer you informative tips and strategies that will help you lead better. Now, last week, we started talking about how to set and achieve goals, personal goals. That was our topic for last week. This week, we'll use the same strategy and tool to discuss professional goals. Now, as I mentioned last week, Many of my clients struggle with goal setting. You really have to be able to have a vision of the broader goal, how you're going to measure success of that goal, and then get down in the weeds as to what steps you need to take. And a lot of people struggle with that. So last week, I walked you through a process for goal setting, a tool, and a case study of one of my clients. I also gave you access to that tool that I used. And today we'll be using the same tool and you'll have access to that also. And you can download that tool at mdconsultingglobal.com. Now, all leaders really do need a formal process for goal setting because it's a discipline. And all leaders who achieve their goals are more successful and they're more sought after. And that's what I see in my coaching calls with clients. Those who are setting goals, they have a a discipline for getting those goals achieved, are the ones that get better promotions. They get special projects if they want them. And they're really more ambitious and motivated. And the ones who don't have that process or that don't have that discipline really struggle. So after the show today, you'll be able to download the tool and the process and get started with it immediately. We'll also be taking questions from listeners throughout the show. And you can email those in at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. And I really encourage you to email those in because we have been having some really great questions come through as I've been presenting some of these topics. So feel free to do that and I'll answer those questions on the show today. Now, what I'm seeing is leaders have their own maybe high level professional or career goals, or they have business goals KPIs, or all of those things, career goals, business goals, KPIs, and they cannot stay on track to achieving them. Now, this causes leaders to not know their own career path because they can't execute on their professional or career goals. It causes them to miss out on promotions and not be able to fully develop their team or set team development goals. Because let's face it, it all trickles down to the team and the leader has to set the example. So if a leader cannot set and achieve their own goals or achieve business goals, 
they're setting a bad example for the team, and that's going to filter down to direct reports who have no direction in their career or team goals that are not accomplished. Now, like I said earlier, leaders who can achieve goals are more sought after. They get promotions faster. They develop higher performing teams. So what's their secret? Like I mentioned last week with personal goal setting, their secret is that they have a plan. Their plan consists of practical steps plus knowing what we call their why. And I went through that last week a little bit and we will cover it again today. Today, you'll learn how to figure out your why, how to create high level professional goals that you can narrow down and how to also create goals to develop your team and how to narrow those down. And the part where you're narrowing them down is the execution part, how to actually execute on those tasks that roll back up to your goal. Now, last week, you heard how my client Susan created her personal goals. And today you'll hear how we used the same method for her work-related goals. So I'll be using the same case study for the same client and the same tool, except we'll be working on her professional goals. You'll see how she did that. Now, for my goal-setting system, I've divided goals into what I call eight areas of wellness, And that would be physical, intellectual, emotional, relationship, spiritual, environmental, financial, and occupational wellness. So those are the eight areas that I have found are the best ways to categorize a person's life. Now, last week, we discussed seven of those eight areas of Susan's life when we did her personal goals, we didn't discuss the occupational category, which is the same as professional goals. So today, when you hear me talking about professional goals or work-related goals, just know that that falls under the category of occupational wellness. I saved that for this week so that we could delve deeper into her professional goals Now, professional goals can be anything from career growth, work-related behaviors, work-related skills, or even technical business goals. I used a tool last week based on a method of goal setting that large companies use. It's called the OKRNI method, Objectives, Key Results, and Initiatives. So I'm going to reintroduce that tool to you today, and that's the one I mentioned you can download from my website at mdconsultingglobal.com. You'll just go to the radio page and click on this episode, and you'll have access to it. Now, let me just recap a little bit from last week in case you missed last week's episode regarding the tool. Now, the tool is a table. And for each goal, you have an objective statement. And then you have two to four key results. And those key results are 
the measurement, how you're going to measure that goal, how you're going to measure your success with that goal. And then you want to have four to six initiatives. The initiatives are another word for saying actions or how will you accomplish those results. So those are your tasks. And this table is set up in columns and rows. So for each goal, you will have one row. And then you will have it separated into three columns, the column for the goal with the objective statement, the column for the key results, and the column for the initiatives. And the way I use the tool, and of course, it's customizable, so you don't have to use it the exact same way, but I use it for one year at a time. And last week when we talked about Susan's personal goals, we talked about how she filled it out for a one-year time period. And it's no different for professional goals. I encourage my clients to set it up for one year at a time. So all the goals that are listed there are going to be things you'll focus on for the entire year. And that's the way we use the tool, at least in my coaching sessions. And then I have clients update the tool at the end of every year for the upcoming year. So for example, right around November, you can start looking ahead and create a new tool for the upcoming year and fill that out in advance. So by January 1st, the tool is ready to go with your new set of goals for that year. Now, Susan had great success using the tool for her personal goals. We did that in coaching. We worked together to fill it out. And then I held her accountable to keep moving forward on the initiatives or the actions. That's the execution part of the plan. And she did really well on that with her personal goals. So we moved on to her professional goals. She really wanted to use it for her work goals, her career. So that's what you'll hear about today. Now, she was a senior director, and she had a team of five people. She had been in her position for a year, and she had a couple of issues happening simultaneously. She wanted to create a career plan for herself, which she actually didn't know how to do. And I get this a lot in coaching. People will come to the sessions with a a vague idea or a broad idea of what they want in their career, or maybe the next promotion that they want or the title that they want, but they have no idea how to get there or the steps to take. So she had that happening for herself and she wanted to lean in more to develop her team. She had five people and she knew as most leaders do that it was her responsibility to develop them. And like her other goal, she just didn't know how. She didn't know where to start. So here's how we used the tool just for her professional goals. And again, this was for one year. Now, I asked Susan to define broadly what she wanted from her current role and also her overall career. And this was my way of helping her define her goals, her broad 
overall goals. So for her current role, she took some information from her recent performance evaluation. These were some areas that came back where her manager wanted her to develop a little bit more. So there were three areas from her performance evaluation. One was to have more visibility across the organization. The second one was to have better presentation skills. And the third was to scale herself through the development of her team. Now, that was for her current role. For her overall career, she wanted a promotion to executive director, which was for her in her company, the next level above her. Then I asked her what goals she had for her team. And she came up with three to create more high performers. Her second one was to delegate. And her third was to get them promotion ready. So she had just identified her top goals that she wanted to work on, which she had seven of them. All right, we're going to pause here for a quick break. So if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to you today about how to set professional goals with a strategy and a tool that I use in coaching. You've been hearing about a way to separate your goals into various categories occupational goals being one of those categories, which is what we are focusing on today. And I want to remind you that the tool I'm using can be downloaded at my website at mdconsultingglobal.com. And you go to the radio page to this episode and you can get to it from there. And also, while you're on my website, I want to remind you that there are many other things you can download there. There's a resource page with a lot of great tools and techniques for leadership. You can also sign up for my social media while you're there. And that way you can stay connected to me. You'll know what topics we're going to be talking about on this show. And you'll be able to send in your comments and questions like hopefully listeners will do today. We are looking at how my client Susan set some really broad professional goals. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll explain how Susan used the goal setting OKRNI tool to create a solid plan for achieving those goals. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to unlock your full potential as a leader? Look no further than MD Consulting. Monique Dagno, executive coach, best-selling author, and captivating public speaker, is here to guide you towards transformational success. With a global reach, Monique empowers executive leaders and HR professionals through engaging presentations at conferences, team-building activities, and industry gatherings. Monique's mission is clear, to revolutionize workplace behavior. 
She achieves this not only by coaching a diverse clientele, but also by educating corporate leaders through both virtual and in-person events. Well, thank you so much for being here to help us understand. As a recognized subject matter expert, Monique delves into crucial topics such as psychological safety, onboarding strategies, effective training methods, and mastering time management skills. Now for a great topic that we're going to delve into. Ready to learn more? Request Monique's Speaker One Sheet or secure her for an engaging speaking engagement by sending an email to monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Don't miss this opportunity to elevate your leadership journey with Monique Daniel and MD Consulting. Unleash your potential today. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com or email monique at mdconsultingglobal.com to take the next step towards transformative leadership. MD Consulting, where success begins. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We've been delving into a little bit of the psychology of goal setting and how it's best to have a plan for your goals. As I mentioned earlier, the best leaders are great at setting and achieving goals, but they do that by having a plan. And that's what we're talking about today. In the previous segment, you heard Susan's high-level goals. All right, now let's look at how she used the OKR&I tool to create a plan for herself. And you'll also hear about her why. Now, you'll be able to download a blank tool that you can use for yourself, and you can also download a sample tool showing how Susan filled it in. So I think that'll be really helpful for you when you're trying to fill this in for yourself. You can look at her tool, and as you're listening to the on-demand version of today's show, You can see how I coached her to fill it out, and then you can replicate that with your own goals. So you'll be able to download both. Now, Susan had seven total goals. If you recall from the last segment, she had three for her current role, one overall career goal, and then she had three goals related to her team. So she set up her tool with seven rows one row for each goal. And now I'm going to walk you through how she set this up individually for individual goals. Now, each goal that is in the column has to have an objective statement under it. And that's like the wording of the goal. So her first one came from her performance evaluation. Actually, the the first three came from her performance evaluation. So the first one was to increase visibility across the organization. Now, it's important when you write that objective statement to start with a verb. You want an action verb. The, The writing of these is very important 
because it's a mindset and you want to keep going back to that and sort of ingraining it in your mind. So hers was increased visibility across the organization. All right. And then she had key results. That's in the next column on the tool. And you always want to have two to four. And key results are your measurements. How are you going to measure the success of that goal? So here are Susan's key results for this goal. She wanted to meet two new employees a month. And she wanted to be a speaker at the quarterly town hall. So she had two key results. These were going to be her measurements. They are very easy to measure. You can definitely track how many new employees you meet each month. And she wanted to meet two. And that was one of her ways to increase her visibility. Her other one was to be a a speaker at the town hall. And that's easy enough to measure also. You either do it or you don't. So she had two key results. Now her initiatives were, you want four to six initiatives. And the initiatives are the steps you're going to take to accomplish the goal. And remember, this is a year-long tool. If you accomplish a goal before the year, that's great. If you don't, sometimes it can be carried over. It just depends on the circumstances. So her initiatives were to create a list for informational interviews, to book the informational interviews, and to follow up after the informational interviews, and to apply to speak at that quarterly town hall. Now, those of you who have listened to the show before, or those of you who I've coached, you know what informational interviews are. I have a process that I use with clients to help them increase their visibility across the organization, and it's called informational interviews, and then there's a number of steps that go with that. So Susan had decided she wanted to use that process to help her gain visibility across the organization. So three of the steps in that process is to create a list of people to meet for informational interviews, book them, and then follow up after they're done. So those were three of her steps she was going to take. And then, of course, applying to speak at the town hall. That was going to be her step to take to uh, become a speaker at the town hall. So that was her first goal. Now, her second goal, her objective statement was to improve presentation skills. Again, this came from her performance evaluation. So her boss had given her input on this. Her key results were going to be that she would receive or seek out positive feedback from her boss and positive feedback after the town hall. So this pretty much ties back to her first goal of increasing visibility and her one of the ways she was going to measure that in the first goal was to be a speaker at the town hall. So for the second goal, improving presentation skills, she at that point would get positive or solicit or seek out feedback, which would hopefully be positive from the people at the town hall and from her boss. 
So those were going to be two of the ways that she would measure whether or not she was successful with this goal of improving her presentation skills. Now, of course, if she got negative feedback from speaking at the town hall, we would know that she has more work to do on that goal, that maybe she didn't achieve it. So this would be up to her to seek out the feedback. Now, the initiatives or the steps that she was going to take to improve her presentation skills, she was going to take a presentation class, seek out opportunities to present at work or outside of work. So really, when people come to me in coaching and they say they want to improve their skills, in order to improve the skills to present, you have to present. There's no way that you can improve without actually doing it. So we wove that into her initiatives for this goal. She was going to take a class to learn the technical part of presenting, the technical skills, but she had to actually present in order to practice what she learned in the class. And in coaching, that happens a lot when I work with people on presenting. They then have to go out and present. So in her case, she is, was going to present at work, seek out opportunities to do that at work, but also outside of work, because there's a lot of things you can do outside of work where you can present. She was also going to do research on best practices as to how to create content or PowerPoints. There's definitely some best practices that you need to know if you're going to present. And she wanted to make sure that she was on point with that. And then her fourth initiative was to join Toastmasters. So for those of you who don't know what Toastmasters is, that is a a group that teaches presentation skills. So she had four initiatives for that goal. Now, her third goal, which also came from her performance evaluation, was to scale herself to increase efficiency. And this came from her manager really feeling like Susan and her team could work more efficiently. They recently had gone through a reduction in force and she had less staff, but the same amount of work, if not more. So her manager set a goal up for her on her performance evaluation to figure out how to scale herself and increase efficiency. This is a really common goal that people come to coaching with, and they're really lost when it comes to this because it's the same problem many people have. How do you do more with less resources? And it was no different for Susan. So here's some of the ways that we handled this goal. And if you are a leader that has this goal or you've been told or it's been recommended to you that you scale yourself more... This is what's meant by it. And here are some things that Susan did to handle this goal. So her key results, so how she was going to measure it, was going to be to delegate 50% of her projects to her staff. Now, you might think that that sounds really outrageous and not achievable, But you'll have to keep listening to 
this and the next segment to understand how that's done and how it tied into the team goals that she had. And definitely it's measurable because you she knew how many projects she had on her plate and she knew what it would be to delegate 50%. That's half. So it was easy to measure. Maybe not so easy to do at first, but keep listening because we put a lot of structure in place so that she could do this. Uh, another key result was to she wanted to free up three hours of her time per week. So that was another way she was going to try to scale herself. If she had three free hours per week, then she could dedicate that three hours to something of her choosing related to work. I mean, every leader knows that their job really is to develop their people. That's the main part of their job. They shouldn't be in the weeds with all these projects. And part of Susan's problem was that she was constantly in the weeds. She didn't want to let go of projects. She wanted to be kind of in the trenches. She saw herself as a hands-on manager. And that's not always a good thing because then you're going to get comments like she did, scale yourself, do more with less. So she decided after we talked about it in coaching that she was going to free up three hours of her time by delegating 50% of these projects. And then she was going to put the three hours to something related to leadership, something that she should be should have been doing all along. Now, her initiatives for that goal was going to be to list which projects she could delegate. She was going to take a time management class. She was going to implement the time management techniques in coaching. So she was going to be held accountable in coaching with me for putting those techniques into action. And then she was going to set stronger boundaries about when to take on extra projects. So all of that we worked on in coaching because part of her problem also was that she never said no, which I believe many managers have the same situation. She was just taking on projects without really thinking through them. And then she had all these projects on her plate. And then she felt guilty about giving them to someone else. So for that goal, those were her key results that she'd measure the goal by. And those were her initiatives. Now, her fourth goal was to obtain a promotion to executive director. Now, this was her own career goal that she came up with. And her key result for this one was going to be the way she would measure it is being offered the position and accepting it. Really, for a promotion, that's the only way you can measure it is to be offered the position and then accept it. That's your gauge as far as being able to achieve that goal. Now, her initiatives, so what she was going to do toward that goal, which we also worked on in coaching was to pull a job description of that role. And we were going to do a gap analysis, which is a process I work through with my clients when they're up for promotion. We were going to do a gap analysis to see what skill set she still needed to develop. She was going to send out a 360 assessment and gather feedback from her peers 
and others about her skill set. She was actually going to try to take on some special stretch projects for that role of executive director so that she could start working almost like she was already in the role, but before she got the promotion so that her learning curve would be lower once she got the promotion. And then her fourth initiative was that she was going to continue in the coaching program because she saw the value of that and she saw what we were doing was really helping her move forward. So those were her four goals related to her own development. And we've got some more goals to talk about because she had three more that were related to her team. If you've been listening to Leading with Intention, you have seen in today's episode that it's about professional goal setting. And I've taken you through part of Susan's plan for her professional goals. So you could see the practical steps that she took. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you'll hear about the rest of her plan, the goals she had for her team. We'll also talk about her why for all of these goals. And we'll hear some questions from listeners also. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. At MD Consulting, executive coach Monique Daigneault provides executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're hearing today about professional goal setting. If you're a leader, knowing how to do this is very important. It's a big part of leadership. Your people expect you to set the direction of the team. 
and also help them set goals. So we've been talking through Susan's process. Before we continue on with her team goals, let's hear some questions from listeners. This first question is from Dwayne. I have a goal of simply taking a presentation class, but I can't think of even two to four key results to measure it, much less four to six initiatives to accomplish it. So my response to Dwayne is this. In this case, I feel that Dwayne's goal is too tactical. Your main goal has to be broad enough so that you can narrow it down to various key results and initiatives. In this case, Dwayne's goal is already narrowed down. It's too narrow. For example, he'd have to think about his why, which we will go into in a moment. If his why is being able to make a greater difference by educating people, then his broader goal might be to develop better presentation skills. Then he can narrow that down even further to how he'll measure it and what initiatives or steps he needs to take. So taking a presentation class is probably an initiative. It's not a goal. So it's definitely very important to keep that in mind for anyone who's going to use the tool is that your goal has to be broad and then you narrow it down to the more tactical steps that you'll take. All right, we have another question here, and this is from Chelsea. Once you have this tool developed, how do you stick with it? That's a really good question, and it's something that Susan and I dealt with in coaching also. I have my clients make a note in their task list to look at the tool monthly to make sure they're on track. But even more important, I have them put their initiatives into their task list. So the initiatives are scheduled and reviewed each week. Now, this is part of my time management strategy that I use in coaching. And this is where I have clients put all their daily and weekly tasks into an electronic task list. But the bottom line is that the initiatives for your goals need to be scheduled or you won't do them. You'll forget about it. And then at at the very minimum, you need to schedule a note in your task list to look at your goal tool every month so that you'll remember to pull it out and go back over it, whether it's in paper copy or electronic copy. Okay, now let's look at how Susan set her team goals. Now, if you remember, there were three of them. She wanted to create more high performers. She wanted to delegate more to the team and get the team ready for promotion. So let's go through how she set this up in her tool. Her objective statement was create more high performers. Her metrics to measure, so her key results were going to be that she was going to have make sure her team could exceed their metrics. Now, every, every team for every leader has metrics that they need to meet, and that's a measurement of their performance. So she was going to strive to have them exceed their metrics. And also, the other way she was going to measure the high performers is if they had higher ratings on their performance evaluations. 
So the performance evaluations are a real key way to measure performance. And most companies have a rating scale. And the manager needs to, every year, make sure the, the ratings are in a certain range based on performance. So that is how she was going to measure their performance at the end of the year. Now, the initiatives, the, the steps she was going to take to do that, she was going to work with them to create a gap analysis for their current role. So that's a process you go through to see, you do it individually with each person on your team to see where their gaps are in the skill set. And then you put together like a training plan to close the gaps. And that way you're getting them the most knowledge possible for their role. Now, the other initiative was going to be, she was going to do a strengths assessment for everyone on the team, she was going to have them each do their own and then leverage their strengths throughout the year on the projects that they were on. She was also going to initiate peer mentoring. And this is a process where people mentor each other, your peers mentor you and vice versa. And then she was going to initiate cross training to make sure everyone on the team knew everybody's job. Now, in some cases, that might not be applicable with certain positions, but I personally think that there isn't enough cross-training that's being done. I think it's something that's not thought of very often, so it sort of falls under the radar. But cross-training is really helpful in most roles, whether it's a management role or a, a different role that's a lower level than management. So those were the initiatives to help her create more high performers on her team. Now, her next goal was to delegate to the team. And her key result, so the way she was going to measure this, which ties in with her previous goal that came out on her performance evaluation, she was going to reduce her projects by 50%. But the additional measurement in this case So she was going to delegate 50% of her projects to her team. And the other measurement is that she was going to have 100% successful outcomes for all those delegated projects. And this deserves a little bit of explanation. When you delegate something, if you do it properly, it should have a successful outcome. If you delegate it in a way that's not proper, it will fail. And the project that you delegated won't turn out right. So when someone delegates, they have to keep up on that and make sure it's happening and it's being achieved the way they want it to, that their expectations are being met. And that's how you measure 100% of an outcome and that it's turning out the way you want it to. So out of those 50% of projects that she delegated, she was going to make sure all of them were completed properly. So that's a really big ask. That's a heavy lift, but she was really determined to do this. And then the initiatives, so the the steps she was going to take to achieve that goal, she was going to follow the six-step delegation process. Now, that is a process I work with my clients on in coaching when they tell me that delegation is one of their goals. I've put together... 
a six-step process that we follow in coaching. And I hold them accountable for each of the six steps. And they practice by actually delegating to their team and following that process. So that's what she was going to do. That gave her six initiatives. It's part of the six-step process in the delegation of 50% of her projects. And I, I am happy to say that she did have 100% successful outcomes for all of those delegated projects because she specifically followed that process. Now, her third goal for the team was to get them all ready for promotion. Now, that is quite a goal because she had five people on her team. And really, my philosophy is that any good manager wants to get all their people off the team in a promotion type situation. They want them all promoted. You don't want to ever purposely hold on to your people just because they're good. You want them off the team and into higher level roles. So her key result, her way of measuring this was going to be that she wanted two of her five people promoted within one year And then she wanted to promote the other three over the course of two years. Now, I did say that this goal-setting tool is set up for one year at a time, and that is true. In her case, she was going to carry over part of this goal into the following year. So she wasn't just going to forget about this part of the goal it would be carried over. So at the end of the year in November, when she looked at that tool for the upcoming year, this is one of the things that she carried over to make sure that she would still be focusing on getting those other people promoted. Now her initiatives, so the way that she was going to do this was going to be She was going to begin monthly career conversations. Now, I'm going to unpack each of these initiatives a little bit deeper here so that you have a better understanding. But many times when when managers have career conversations, they only take place quarterly, if at all. Some managers don't have them at all. I believe career conversations should be happening monthly. Now, sometimes you have to follow the protocol of your company, But even if the company advises you to have the career conversations quarterly, you as a manager can choose to have them more often. So Susan and I talked about this in coaching. She was coached around this. She decided to have monthly career conversations where she was very much in the weeds with her people on their promotions. Now, I mentioned earlier that managers should not be in the weeds, but what I meant was they should not be in the weeds on the technical stuff that goes on in the team. But something like this, they should be in the weeds. <clears throat> they should be constantly monitoring their people. Part of the leader's job is to monitor and develop their people. So, career conversations, she was right on top of that every month having them with her people. We used a tool called an IDP, an individual development plan. It's another tool that I have. <clears throat> she That was her second initiative. She developed IDPs for everyone. 
and she assigned stretch projects to everyone. And she also conducted a gap analysis for that higher role so that she knew what skills they needed to develop in order to get promoted. So those were the three goals for her team and how she handled them and how she listed them on the goal tool. Now, I mentioned earlier that she needed to know what her why was and all leaders need to know what their why is for every goal. In her case, for all seven of these goals, her why was her promotion. She really wanted that promotion. And that is what drove her with all seven of these goals. And she ended up achieving them. So that is an idea of how to use the tool. You'll see this tool if you download it. You'll see how she developed it and how she listed the goals. I hope you enjoyed this second episode about goal setting. Remember to download the blank tool and the sample tool so that you'll have both. And you can do that at mdconsultingglobal.com. Now, once you're there, feel free to sign up for my social media so you can follow me there. Uh, I've got a blog that you can register for. And there's also a resource page with a lot of information for leaders who want tips and strategies on how to lead better. Thanks so much for your great questions. Keep emailing those in. And remember to let me know if you have other questions, if you are enjoying the show, if you want specific topics on the show, I'm happy to do that for you. You've been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. It's been great talking to you today. We'll talk again next week. And until then, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.